right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And fired up, our longtime buddy joins the old podcast today. And a guy that's, boy, you talk about a guy that's got his pulse on all things fast. This guy, I bet every night he goes to sleep and his RPMs in his mind roll about 7,500 RPM, man. This guy's always dreaming and it's fascinating to talk to him. I'm fired up and I know you are, my friend. I know, Kev, you're uh, you're all up in this, man. Oh, I'm a big fan, big fan. And, you know, being in Detroit, uh, you know, Ken is also in Detroit and his Detroit area facilities right down the street from me. So I pass it all the time. So I get the pleasure of kind of connecting with him. You know, at different events, whether it's the Lingenfelter Cars and Coffee. Uh, you know, we just caught each other up uh, North Michigan at a big car show at St. Ignace. Uh, so great, one of the greatest guys to to stumble across at, at any car event because the true car enthusiast. I mean, born and bred. You know, I think his his father was GM exec. So I mean, he's got GM blood. Uh, you know, driven through his his uh, veins there, and you know, everybody knows. Uh, Lingenfelter Performance Engineering and all that they're doing over there with with just about every GM vehicle, right? From Corvettes, uh, Camaros, CTSVs, SUVs, trucks. I mean, anything and everything that you could make go faster. That's what right. that's what they do over there. And that's what Ken is just driving every day. Yeah, man, and he really does. What you know for a fact, whenever they do anything, man, they go at it and approach it in a way that's all performance, man. There's nothing spared. There's nothing set aside. It's really, man, how can we make it reliable, fast, the performance, the best possible, uh, and, you know, just bang for buck, man, and smiles per miles. You're getting, you're getting thumped in the head with all things, you know, from, from the Lingenfelter camp, you know? Well, what's nice is it's, it's so well engineered. You know, these guys are, are connected with the GM folks, right? Like they right. have this relationship that that few on the planet could ever have, and and so I imagine just how much, uh, you know, information sharing or just inside scoop, uh, and the capabilities that you know Lingenfelter Group have, just in what they deliver from quality, it, it feels like it could have come from the factory. You know, it's not some kind of half baked and 
you know, ah, this this should work and we'll just, you know, get it out the door and let everybody figure it out. But ah, these guys really kind of work out all the bugs and the details. And, you know, it's it's showroom quality, but such an elevated level of performance and fun factor. Yeah, absolutely, man. Have you got to have you got to ever behind the wheel of anything that he's touched and, and been a part of? Because I imagine, you know, going from any factory form to, you know, something that he twists up has got to be pretty exciting. Yeah, there's been a few over the years, man. And, you know, it's not just a notch. It's like several ticks of the knob, you know? It's like not yeah. the ours goes to 11. You know, they just go right to like 12, 13, you know? This one goes to 11. They, they skip those little intermediates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too funny, man. Well, excited to pick his brain and see what's next, what's new, what's happening. Because, you know, the world of, of cars, automobiles, performance, what people are coming out with, um, and the trends, my God, man, they come on fast, dude. And to get a little insight on it is always a, a pleasure and an honor. So I'm fired up about it. I know you are as well. Just to, uh, to hear what's next. What's next? Because, you know, there's rumors, man. There's rumors, there's speculation, there's numbers, all things we like to hear. But when we talk to Ken, maybe we could, you know, get our, get our hands on a little more data, info, and knowledge. Yeah, it's always fun with Ken because he probably has a lot of scoop, a lot of things that we want to know. Now he can't tell it. You know, until it's time, until GM kind of gives them the release. So, you know, we're at least chomping at the bit here, hoping to get, you know, some of the latest scoop or at least his insights on, you know, what we know is coming down the pipeline from, you know, what's in the public media so far, um, you know, how he thinks they compare and, and where he thinks his company's going to wrap around to, you know, do their thing to elevate it up and performance wise. Uh, and, you know, there's so many changes. We've talked about it, you know, many times with, with EV. And so, you know, here we have, I mean, by far the most incredible Corvette in history, right? 70 years, give or take. And, uh, you know, the Z06 is coming out uh, at 670 horsepower NA. Uh, and then right around the corner, we've got all these uh, EV applications that who knows what they're going to be putting out, but you know they're going to be trying to compete with the ICE engines. And we know the performance on some of the things that are out there now are so incredibly high. Uh, you know, we're in an interesting space and, and Ken is such a, uh, a central player uh, to be able to kind of see these things coming together. So it'll be fun uh, chatting and picking his brain a little bit. Yeah, man, we're going to do that. And I want to find out what what set him down that path, you know? What was the moment that he got that sort of symbiotic, the pairing, the, the relationship, and, and what put him on this course and trajectory uh, really interested to, to hear that story. And we're going to do that here in just a minute. So stick around. Ken Lingenfelter on the Two Guys Garage podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we are back after the break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. And we are fired up, King. Ken Lingenfeld is one of those names, one of those performance guys, one of those, one of those like iconic like people that you hear of that have changed the game in performance and what really, you know, the expectation of performance. You know when he's coming out with something, when he's involved with something, when you plug Ken Lingenfelter in, that he, 
you're gonna get, I mean, top tier performance and everybody that's involved with it is gonna be happy, man. So welcome to the podcast, excited to talk to you, man. How you been, bro? Hey, I'm doing great, guys, and really glad to be with you this evening. Well, awesome catching up with you, man, and uh, both Kevin and I are excited to talk to you. Um, can I ask you a question before we dive in? Hey, what is sure. what was it that sent you down this trajectory? As a kid, you're out riding bikes or you know playing on the go karts with all the other kids, doing kid things. You know, maybe you're into sports, maybe you're into you know watching dad do his thing. Uh, maybe you got siblings that were into it. What was the the moment or what was that that initial trajectory that sent you down uh, this long iconic path of performance and and you know everything that you plugged yourself into over the many, many decades you've been doing it? Well, you know, guys, my dad was an executive with Fisher Body. <clears throat> and so I grew up with, uh, you know, GM in my veins. I mean, it was amazing how General Motors back in the day got their guys to be so loyal. Um, but I, uh, you know, I, I started out that way with going to the assembly plant with him when he'd go in. Um, I got to see things that no one else really got a chance to see because the cars were on the assembly line. We were down in Euclid, Ohio. Uh, that's where they built the old Tornado back in those days. But uh, I probably had every matchbox car available uh, by the time I was five. And at the time I was 10, my dad took me to a uh, uh, open house at the tech center at GM. And uh, I got to see my first 63 split window Corvette. And uh, 10 years old, walked up behind that car, looked in that back window. And I wasn't only a car guy for life at that point, I became a Corvette guy for life. Uh, what an amazing car that was. And, you know, they had the Mako Shark there as well. And uh, my dad said we left that show and I yacked the whole way home about those cars. Couldn't stop talking about them. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know. You caught the bug there, man, the disease that we all oh have. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, the passion that's involved. That's the one thing I solely enjoy about, you know, the the business that we're in and you guys and the others we meet along the way. You know, everybody's got such passion for this stuff. And, uh Mine started at a really young age, but I'm probably more passionate about it today than I've ever been. You know, on that note, there's so many different things that people can get into. Um, and it does seem like in the automotive realm, right? I mean, I think you could probably spill over into motorcycles and things, but there is such a passion and it creates a connection with other people. You know, it seems like people could be from any walks of life and you show up at a Cars and Coffee or you just show up at a gas station or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, there's just two entities from could be distant worlds uh, and you can just sink right in and you can just completely, I guess, appreciate for most of us anyway, uh, the work, the effort, the thought, the passion that other people have. And it really brings people together. And I think there's some really fantastic people in this industry. Yeah. And, you know, Kevin, yeah, we have recent uh, experience with that. You know, I saw you up at the St. Ignace show, never expected to see very many people there. They invited us up to be the special guests. So Kristen and I went up there and uh, I didn't know what to expect. I haven't been in northern Michigan forever. Uh, that St. Ignace show I had heard was a very big show and a fun show, but just never got around to get it in my calendar. And uh, <clears throat> boy, I was pleasantly surprised. I saw so many people that I knew. And it was it was fun bumping into you there as well. But, uh, you know, Linda Vaughn was up there and uh, there were a number of people that I kind of communicate with on a monthly basis, weekly basis that had gone up to that show. And uh, what an amazing place and what a good time. 
and what a lot of great catching up that we had an opportunity to do up there. So, uh, yeah, I'll second that, uh, you know, with, with the pandemic, a lot of things got shut down and we didn't get our, our typical fill, you know, to feed our appetite for all this stuff. And so, you know, I was jonesing for some great car scene and, uh, you know, I ended up once we got up there, like you kind of said, running into folks and people and and whatever that uh, you know hadn't seen before, and I just got so caught up in connecting with the people that were up there that you know I think I missed probably ninety percent of the show. You know, it was all around and I'm soaking it in, but uh, it was really great uh, catching up and swapping car stories again. You know, from this last couple of years where it just seemed really thin. You know, I was really thirsty. It was fun. It really was. And I, you know, I'm so glad we got a chance to get up there. But we've had some great events this year. I mean, it's kind of been one after the other. And, uh, you know, I got to my 45th Indy 500 this year in a row. Can you imagine that? Wow. There are a lot of people nice. look at me and say, you must need psychiatric help. But, you know, I, I enjoy that <laughs> race so much. No, no, you're a hero in our <laughs> yeah. eyes, man. It's not psychiatric help. That's brilliant. Well, I, I, you know, we've had the same seats all those years. And frankly, you know, my kids grew up around the people that are around us. And that's part of the fun, too, is just reconnecting with everybody at that that event. But, you know, I've been to a Barrett-Jackson event again this year. We went to Las Vegas, uh, the Detroit Grand Prix, which was, you know, amazing. The Bluegrass Kentucky Corvette annual event. Uh, Display. Oh, no, I've been to that. That is something extraordinary. It's wonderful. Something Absolutely wonderful. And again, we get to go to these shows and we see people that we haven't seen for a year and we see them again and catch up right at that time. So that's another thing we look forward to when we go. We're actually going to be off to a Corvettes at Carlisle next week. I was going to ask you about that. Nice. Yeah. Got yeah. Dream Cruise this weekend. So it should be uh, should be a lot of fun ahead. So what do you got planned for Dream Cruise? There's so much going on for everybody out there. Probably the biggest, you know, hot rodding event, I think, in the world. Uh, it, it spans multiple cities from, you know, Detroit upwards to uh, Pontiac. Uh, millions of people. And it, it's it's overwhelming, to be honest with you. And so many events that are going on, you know, typically the OEs there, some suppliers and, of course, you know, all, you know, like aftermarket companies like Ken and car clubs and whatever else. Uh, so what are you guys doing or what are you doing? Are you, are you sneaking in? Are you getting some doses of it? Sometimes it's hard just logistics wise, getting in and out of it, you know? Oh yeah. But you know, what's interesting is we've been in the same place for years. It's in, uh, on old Woodward, uh, in downtown Birmingham. And, uh, we were ready to go and do our same old, same old, as we always have. Unfortunately, they've taken the whole street out. Oh no. Uh, it's completely gone. So this same place that we've been every year, and I think people are going to try and come visit us is gone. There's just nothing there. There's no road. There's no way to get to it. They're going to redo it. I mean, they're in the process of repaving and everything else, but it's not going to be done, obviously, for this weekend. So, uh, you know, I've been a, a member of the advisory uh, group for the M1 concourse. And so we're going to take our rig out there for the Dream Cruise show, which is on Friday and then on Saturday as well. Uh, so we'll have our rig out there. We'll have, I don't know, seven, eight, 10 cars that we've built over the last couple of years on display at M1 Concourse. And uh, on Saturday, as I have for the past several years, I'm going to do some work for Channel 7. I, they've got uh, one of their guys, uh, John Cakey, that's a real car guy. And for the last several years, he and I get into one of their storm chasers and we go up and down Woodward Avenue and talk cars and talk to people along the way and do an interview or two and it's all a live feed, uh, which will be a lot of fun. 
And, uh, and then we come back. And then after that, I'm going to do a short segment with them in the afternoon on their, on their coverage of the whole, uh, whole event. So it's going to be a really full weekend for me, believe me. That sounds like a really fun way to do Dream Cruise. Yeah, it is. Ken, how many Corvettes do you feel like you... So how many Corvettes have you owned personally uh, throughout the years? And do you have a favorite? Obviously, you mentioned that split window, the 63. Uh, obviously, one of the most iconic you know Corvettes ever built. I wish they would have done that more than just that single year. Uh, do, do you have a favorite? Are you a fan of, of the more modern stuff with the... You know the crazy performance they're they're stringing out with this uh, C8, uh, or do you you go to some of the nostalgic lines and and you know uh, presentations that they offered back in the, the early to mid '60s? What's your uh, what's your Huckleberry? What's your Corvette of choice? So all of that, Willie. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> we got that car collection out in Brighton, and you know, we use that for charity fundraisers. Uh, it's not open to the public, but we do a a bunch of charity fundraisers. We did 60 events there in 2019. Of course, we had to shut it all down for 20 and 21. We did a we did zero and 20. Uh, 21, we did a couple for some real sick little kids that we just had to get done because of timing. But we're back at it again. And uh, there are probably 170 cars in the collection right now. And uh, one full room of Corvettes. Wow. And you guys are going to maybe think I need psychiatric help, too. But there's like 90 Corvettes in that center room. <laughs> and it goes from everything from the first supercharged 53 Corvette to uh, Zora Duntoff's uh, personal mule car that he drove to 160 miles an hour out in uh, at Arizona, GM's Arizona Proving Grounds to right up through the years, my favorite Corvettes and uh, cars I liked over the years. And there's some oddballs in there. I've, you know, I've got a number of Greenwood Corvettes, for example, one of them includes a uh, uh, the Greenwood uh, Sport Wagon, which looks like a Corvette station wagon. I get teased about that car all the time. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of them. I, I love them all, uh, but I'm enchanted with the new C8 Corvette. Absolutely enchanted with it. I just recently got one. Um, it, it's nothing like anything you got, but it's a 73, uh, 454, four-speed car. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, there's something about driving some of those old Corvettes that everybody's everybody's a fan of everybody loves I, I don't see how people can't not appreciate love and just uh admire the lines the beauty uh the way the cars feel sound drive everything about them so understand why you you have so many um and uh why you're such a fan of them they they're such an iconic and nostalgic um piece it's uh i wish uh i'm sure kevin and i both wish we man we could get our hands on one, two, ten, twenty of them. <laughs> yeah, twenty. Yeah, I go with twenty. <laughs> it, it must. It must be nice to have all those um, just in one venue, one spot where everybody can admire the evolutions of of such a classic car. It's you know when I put the building up, uh, it's about forty five hundred square feet, and I uh, I said to the guy when it was done, I had one full room filled. I said, I'll never fill this place up. <laughs> Boy, it, it didn't take long, let me tell you. Well, you know, and anybody uh, you know awesome. that maybe has something wrong with them, and they, they, they're not a huge fan of Corvettes, so all you guys, I don't, I don't know what, what's going on with you, but I'll just tell you, if you can get into this collection, do it, because it's not just Corvettes, right? He's got an amazing selection of Corvettes. He also has an amazing selection of old muscle cars of all types. And then for all of us that really mm. like, you know, a lot of the supercars, he's got a lot of those too from... 
I don't know if you still have them if you move them around, but the last time I was in there, you had like the Varian, uh, you know, uh, you got everything from Lamborghinis, Ferraris, uh, you name it. Porsche Carrera GT, one of my kind of favorites, you know, oddball. Um, really top-notch collection of all sorts. It, it really shows the caliber of of his passion for all things cars, even though he has a real love for the Corvette, which I like too. Hey, I, I want to know about your other muscle cars. What's accepted for you to drive in the form of a muscle car outside of Corvette? Well, you know, I, I'm a real Pontiac guy from the past, so there's some great Pontiacs in there. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but back in the day, you could walk into a uh, Pontiac dealer and order a Lingenfelder Hurst Firebird, which uh, is got the ultimate in everything, obviously, with the Hurst shifter and and uh, it's black and it's got some great trim on it. But, uh, you know, I've, there's a 69 um, Chevy Nova red that, uh, you know, I used to drag race up and down Telegraph Road. I mean, that's an amazing car. Um, but it's Camaros and and Firebirds and, uh, you know, some of the bigger Chevys from back in the day. There's a 454 El Camino in there with a four-speed. And uh, and interestingly enough, and the one I get teased about in that room, is a, a Levi Gremlin with a 401 <laughs> engine. And, uh, you know, it, we recently had uh, a visit from Supercar Blondie, right? So she gets to drive all these amazing cars. She walked right by the supercars, walked through the Corvettes. That Levi Gremlin just grabbed her. She just could not get over that thing. Yeah, and, those uh, things are those things are crazy cool. That little um, that little emblem they have on that guy is is fantastic. There you go. But there is a there's a r- real variety in there, and you know it's just as I said, they're cars I like. They aren't necessarily all Pontiacs, all Chevys. There are mostly GM cars in there. I will admit that, but uh, it goes from one end to the other. That's for sure. Awesome, man uh really cool so i'll tell you what man let's take a break come back and maybe you can give us some insight as to where performance where your input uh and your hands are moving uh corvettes and whatever else may strike your i don't know strike you up in uh, in the future um is there an electric offering is there going to be something that um graces that floor outside the uh the norm we'll find out in just a second it's the two guys garage podcast he's kevin bird i'm willie b and we're back after the break it is the two guys garage podcast he is kevin bird i am willie b we have ken lingenfelter on our podcast today and excited to have him we were just talking about some of the things that really you know light his fuse some of these nostalgic corvettes some of the old offerings but really, when you're thinking performance, Ken, have you ever witnessed, have you ever expected, have you ever dreamed that performance would be where it is here in 2022 and what people are forecasting for 23 and 24? You know, I got to tell you, I keep getting surprised and shocked all the time about the power and the, and the cars that are available. But, you know, in 2019, I got a 2000. Uh, excuse me, I bought a 2019 ZR1 Corvette and uh, white with red. That's the way I always buy my Corvettes. And uh, this was a manual car. And I just absolutely fell in love with that thing. You guys may remember, it's over 700 horsepower. I think it's 755. They're absolutely beautiful. Uh, Put 20 some thousand miles on it and loved every minute of it. And so I had ordered a 2020 Corvette, you know, the new uh, mid-engine car. 
I was a little worried about whether or not I was going to be able to make the change because they're very, very different cars, obviously. And uh, so my 2020 got delivered. And I got to tell you, I was enchanted with that 2019, but I'm even more enchanted with that C8 Corvette. Uh, you want to talk about bang for the buck, fun to drive, great to handle. You can take it anywhere. Um, and I'll tell you what, we turned them over to our engineers and you probably know that you cannot get into that engine management system at all. Uh, there's been some YouTube influencers that have tried to stack engine management systems on top of each other and, and uh, do some wild things. And, you know, you can probably run those cars down the drag strip, but uh, when it comes to actually improving the performance and having a, a car, a car you can drive, uh, you know, that's another story. Hey, Ken, I got to drive one of those on a road course. And I got to tell you, compared to the, the C7, number one, you won't be buying front tires nearly as often as you would if you own that C7. But man, that car was something insane. It was so different than, than the earlier offerings. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how stable it was. I couldn't believe the electronic stability that they offered and, and how many things were you know, to your advantage as a driver. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, think feels like a go-kart when you're driving. And, you know, the one thing about Corvette is it's always been big, big, big bang for the buck. Uh, but it's it's just an absolute blast to drive. And uh, I've got I've got yeah. 27,000 miles on my daily driver. And, uh, you know, white <laughs> with red again, that's my Corvette colors. But I, I, uh, I'm, I'm so happy with it and, and enjoying it so much. Now, we, you know, our customers always want more, though. So we really went to work to try to figure out how we could get some more power without getting into that engine management system. And we did succeed. Um, we have a, uh, a, an intake, throttle body headers and exhaust. We're probably making an additional 60, 70 horsepower right out of the box with that stuff. Yeah, uh, That's about where they're dynoing. And uh, we actually did supercharge it as well. And um, that, car is just absolutely knocking our socks off. We worked with Magnuson to uh, do a special cover so we could get everything fit and everything else under the, under the bonnet in the back. That thing dynoed at 705 horsepower. Uh, we run the supercharger at a little uh, a smaller boost, but the uh, engine management system that's there, and again, we didn't go into that at all, doesn't even know the stuff that we did is on it. So as a result, it's a very drivable car. There's no codes flashing up on the dashboard. I mean, you get in it and you drive it just like any other car. And when you put your foot in it, um, it just is a blast to drive. And then, you know, one of the things we keep talking about, I've always been a noise guy. You know, the cars have got to sound good. And uh, so we worked with Corsa to tune and build exhaust and headers and things like that early on. But the thing that really makes this car special is the whine of that supercharger as well. So you combine the exhaust note along with that, that uh, Magnuson supercharger whining in the background, and it is a fun, fun, fun drive. Is there anybody listening right now that's just not totally wanting that thing right here that he just described? <laughs> yeah. it, it was like the, a cheeseburger on a commercial, and it's dripping, and the juices. Man, I was like, oh. You know, I, I want to go grab one of those setups, man. That just sounds awesome. I took that car to a car show this weekend, and we had people around it all day. 
And uh, again, it, a lot of the attraction was the noise. Every time we started it up, we created a crowd and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun to drive. But it, and it's good to know that at least for now, we're able to get some more power, a lot more power, actually, because, you know, that thing comes standard with 495 horsepower. Uh, going from there to 705 is a pretty big deal. Um, but again, the fact that we're able to get around this engine management system without changing any internals in the engine uh, and make that kind of power. So that's fantastic because you know we all know that the oe level of calibration is so incredibly high mm -hmm. you know the no bobbles and stumbles and all that stuff and and like i said to be able to jack that much more power in there and and essentially leverage all that engineering effort into, into the original calibration uh and and keep it clean and like i said you know the beginning of the podcast uh you guys do such a great job of making your upgrades feel like they came from the factory uh, that's got to be an incredible, incredible combination of machine. And you know what's right around the corner too is you know mentioned the the Z06. Right. Um, so, what are you guys thinking about that? Um, well, you got one of those on order. Yeah. Well, you know, my wife and I went in and ordered ordered a couple the other day. We got one for her. Uh, Kristen's getting a black one with uh, some yellow tints in it here and there, and I'm getting my white with red again. But uh, so we ordered. I guess what they call the order is a preliminary order. And uh, so those have been placed. Uh, there's still not a lot of information about, you know, when they're going to be built and, you know, what, uh, what they're actually going to cost in the end. I guess we did get some numbers about a week and a half ago. And I think a little a lot of people were a little concerned and that it was going to be more than what they anticipated. But once again, even at the highest number with all the equipment, it's still such a huge bang for the buck. Uh, I can't imagine it's scaring anybody away. Uh, and they're beautiful too, you know, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Ken, I got to tell you, I, the, the one I drove on the track that day, I have never driven a 500 horsepower car that was so fast. People, when you tell people that it's a 500 horsepower car, they have a, they almost have this perception in their mind but when you drive that car it it doesn't feel like 500 i can imagine what it was like at 700 after you guys got done with it and i can't imagine what these next offerings in the z06 and zr1 all these things are gonna bring to the table uh, I, I imagine that car for you and your guys pushing on it had to be something else because even at 500 horsepower, it's the fastest 500 horsepower thing you will ever, ever push around a track. It's unbelievable. If you were to not have a number associated with it and ask somebody what the horsepower was after they got off a track, I bet they would tell you it was in the high 600s just as the factory offering was. Yeah, I think you're right, Willie. I uh, And, you know, we really don't know what we're going to be able to do with the Z06. We won't know if – there's a, a, a way to get some more power or not until we actually get one in our hands. And frankly, we're not going to be able to supercharge it because it's a flat plane crank. You don't want that kind of combination going on. So maybe there's an opportunity with some tur turbos or something. But but uh, I got to tell you, just out of the box, you know, with the way they built that Z06, it's going to be amazing, an amazing car. We, uh, we've been to several venues where uh, the GM guys have started it up. And you can imagine the noise that thing makes with a flat plane crank. Uh, it, it's it's so cool. So we're anxious for it, looking forward to them. But I wish I had more information. I just don't. Uh, it's it, They're just letting the information out little by little and teasing us, I guess, right? you have any guesses or predictions? Well, you know, I think really for the most part, uh, the, Im 
just the additional look on the outside, they'll sell every one they can build, obviously. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's not going to matter what it costs because people are going to want them. Uh, so I'm, I think it's going to be a huge success for GM, just like the C8, uh, the regular C8 has been. And uh, we're anxious for it. And when we get it, we'll see what we can do. Well, if you think about it in, in the timing perspective, right, we're, we're kind of walking up to potentially the end of, you know, IC performance. Uh, we'll see. You know, some of it might drag on. And who knows? Maybe we get blessed with another decade or so uh, if we can figure out how to juggle with EPA regs and emissions and things like that. But, um, you know, if this is kind of near the end, uh, right, this is your last hurrah of the IC Corvette. And then to have the, the Z06 with its own special motor, not a hopped up version of what's in the base you know, shared with other platforms or any of that stuff. I mean, it's own 5.5, 8,600 RPM, 670 horsepower in a power plant. Uh, all unique to this, uh, not even platform, but the Z06 only version. Uh, that's a special car right there. That's a collector's item that I, I would imagine, right? Yeah, it's a very special car. And, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I fell in love with the whale tail on the, on the Porsche, you know, when they made it wider and such. And just that little additional width on the back of that Z06 is so cool looking. Uh, I'm very anxious to get it, and I hope it comes soon. We'll see. Yeah, I think uh, I think I read three three point six inches wider. Yeah, uh, the Z06. They get a lot more air in those scoops, and they get uh, I think upwards to like three forty five tires in the Oof. rear. I think even bigger ones in the front. Uh, and what I saw on the Google Web was. Uh, optional, I think you can get a Z07 package with right. with some aerodynamics and the carbon fiber wheels, which somebody said weighed like 40 pounds less. That's a, that's a big drop if you think about rotational inertia yeah, as well. That's, that's that's huge. Yeah, both so, cars we yeah both cars we've ordered we've got the Z07 package too. I I hope it doesn't hold it up a little bit, but you know when you start adding things onto the car, sometimes that uh, that delays uh, the construction of the build of the car. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm very anxious for it. <laughs> now, Ken, I, I got to ask this. Of all the cars you've ever ordered, have you ever, ever been, um, I don't know, anticipating so uh, eager to get your hands on a car like you are right now? With this yeah, one? no, this, is, this one's really uh, <laughs> kind of like the ultimate, that's for sure. Yep. I'm very looking forward to it. So Now, let's just say in the most awful scenario that um, – you know, GM says, oh, well, with, with the end of IC, we're going to get rid of the brand Corvette or the, you know, that Corvette sort of, you know, what we think of it today. And and they replace it with some wild, crazy, exotic, you know, EV stuff. How, how are you going to take that? Are, are you going to go with, within stride or, or will there be tears, screams to the moon? I mean, what <laughs> where do you think you're going to be? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to accept it and I'm going to try to do the best I can to, to work with it, you know. I'm getting up there in years. And so I'd like to see my brand go on well past me. And in order to do that, I'm pretty confident we're going to have to have some EV offerings uh, within our business as well. Uh, and it'll be interesting. You know, my wife does a lot of autocrossing and Kristen's very fast behind the wheel, but um, we were out doing some autocrossing a couple of weeks ago. And then there was a Tesla that was on the track as well. Just watching that thing launch in the torque that these electric cars have got was really something to see. And it was pretty untouchable on the track. Uh, he got around that track real fast and a lot of it had to do with the torque in that car. Yeah. I just had, I just had a big car show and 
one of the classes I had was uh, electric versus the world. And a couple guys in Tesla plaids came out and they cleaned everybody up. There was one guy in a Mustang that couldn't get his boost under control, was launching at 30 pounds of boost and just blowing the tires off and ended up one one Tesla plaid took the prize. And it, and it ran a 9-1. And I'm out here in Denver. <laughs> crazy? 9-1. It, yeah. And, and that's at altitude. It was 95 degrees, corrected altitude, 10,800 feet. And that thing ran a 9-1, and you have everybody in an ice format just fighting it, right? And that thing just goes down there, runs a 9-1, clean everybody up. It and what amazing. do you have, like a set of tires? Yeah, right. You know, like <laughs> yeah. from the showroom floor, a set of <laughs> yeah. tires, and he's smoking everybody? Yeah, it, it's, it's not going yeah. away. It's not going away, guys. That's, you know, it's very evident that we're going to have internal combustion engines for a long time, but it's very evident that the future is on this electric stuff, and either, you know, just forget about it or try to figure out how you can have some fun with it. And that's the route we're going to take. We'll, we'll go straight at it and we'll figure out what we can do and, and we'll race some with them. And uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll grow on me. I, I'm going to miss the noise. That's the hardest part. You know, I was talking to you guys earlier about noise and I feel uh, like we're always going to have that noise. There's always going to be a place for ice. Um, and I, I'd imagine 10 years from now, people in their garage will have a battery operated, you know, offering and an ice offering. Because there's still a tick up in efficiency, and I think there's always going to be a place, at least for the next couple of decades, for internal combustion. Yeah, I agree with you, Willie. That's where it's going. Yeah, if I think optimistically, I think you know this generation is maybe going to get the best of both. Uh, right, we're right. going to have an overlap, and you're going to get both, and it's going to be cool in its own way. You know, don't have to give up and get something new and. Yeah, so we'll have some fun for Amen. sure. And the pronouns for Corvettes be bad and had. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, all right, man. So, Ken Lingenfelter, how do people follow you socially? Where do they get the latest info on what you guys are doing? Give us the ins and outs and the scoop. Well, you know, me personally, I'm only on Twitter, and that's just at Ken Lingenfelter, so that's easy enough. But uh, the website is lingenfelder.com. Uh, the, uh, for the collection, it's the lingenfeldercollection.com. And, uh, you know, I, I do, I write an article every month for cruising magazine and, uh, always leave my information, my contact information in there as well. So, uh, always looking forward to talk, talking to car guys. Uh, I'm, I'm over the top of this stuff and you guys know it. And so the more events I can get to, and the more I can learn and the more we can uh, work with other car guys, uh, I'm always right there. Hey, and just on a side note, man, uh, before we let you go, just, Thank you from one car enthusiast, from two car enthusiasts, um, for what you have done and the way that you have done it for so many years. Um, you really have uh, been such a great addition to uh, all things car enthusiasts, especially for that Corvette branded line. Uh, and man, we absolutely appreciate all the effort, all the fidelity that that, that takes. And uh, I know there's been times you probably wanted to bang your head against the wall and you you fought several people and plenty of people told you no along the way, but you've always stayed the course and you've always created something uh, that I'm sure you and us can be proud of. So thank you in that regard, really, for well, that, that dedication. Yeah, well, thank you, Willie. I, I appreciate you saying that, but it's got everything to do with passion, you know, and when you're working in your passion, that's the best combination at all. And that's what I get to do. I go to work every day the collection or one of the shops, either the shop in Wixom or the shop down in Indiana. And, 
I'm working in my passion and loving it. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to go see Kevin, <laughs> and we're going to come see you. And don't forget, we're passionate about our TV show. It airs weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Episodes also now streaming on Motor Trend Plus, which is a great format to find us. Thanks to our guest, the one and only Ken Lingenfelter. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B., our producer of Scoop, and executive producer, Mr. Bob Ecker. Yeah, you know what? We have a website, too, twoguysgarage.com, and we're on social media everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Two Guys Garage. Now, this Two Guys Garage podcast, it's copyrighted 2022 Brenton Productions Incorporated. That means all rights are reserved. Ken, so much appreciated. Willie, I'm glad you said from two guys, two car guys, we appreciate because I'm glad you included me. I will see you down at Dream Cruise this weekend at uh, M1. I'll be uh, sort of one of the panel guests as well. So it uh, should be fun as always rubbing elbows with you, man. Looking forward okay. to it. We'll catch up, okay? All right, man. You have a great one. And guys, hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.